So everybody excited about being here? Yeah. I thought y'all excited about being here. Anybody excited about being here? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. We get excited here. And we have a good time. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if we get a little happy, that just means we're strong in the Lord. Amen. So that's good stuff. So I just want to welcome everybody again. If you guys need to grab something, hit the restroom, whatever, it won't slow me down. Anybody knows about my talking, I can keep it going. Amen. That's a good place for you to say amen right there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, as I was putting this message together, I thought, Lord, you know, I think a lot of people know the Christmas story. Anybody ever heard the Christmas story? Most everybody. See, and, and I said, you know, and a lot of times I don't get to see that many folks that, you know, sometimes people get to come on Christmas or maybe to come on, on Easter. And I don't want them to just think it's the same old story, but it is the greatest story ever told. Amen. And it's a true fact. And so I was just thinking about that. And I said, you know, a, a lot of people know the story, but a lot of people still don't know the Savior. And I want you to know the Savior. And that's my whole thing tonight, that you hear the story not only with your ears, but don't get comfortable with it. See, a lot of times we get comfortable with the story. But see, I want you to get comfortable in growing and knowing our Savior. Amen. Our true treasure. And so tonight, as I put a few things out here, I just, I just pray, man, that God just takes over and, and, and he does the service. That's what we need. It's not what Buddy can do or Tiny can do or Tim or anybody else. It's that just like she said, I appreciate that prayer so much. Hide me behind the cross because that's what I want people to see. Jesus. Amen. When you're on your work, uh, at your work or in your family, I pray that they see Jesus. On the way here, I hope they can see Jesus. Don't need to pray anybody. Pray for anybody on the way here. Right? I tell this all the time. My buddy used to argue all the time with his wife on the way to church. He said, but we finally got past that. I, have, I said, how you do? He said, we take two cars. They didn't got to argue no more. Because, you know, that devil will get in, in your way anyway to keep you from something good, doesn't he? And I want you guys to hear that. A lot of times, the, the devil will just try to tell you, oh, it's just a little story. You know the story. You don't need to go to church. Come on now. We need to be in the fellowship so that we can grow in the Lord. But I understand we got busy schedule. Anybody got a busy schedule? Everybody's got a busy schedule. But what I found out with my schedule is if I, I seek the Lord in the morning, he arranges my steps. He multiplies stuff. You know? And, and not just, just our time, but everything. And, and even a little bit of a grace and mercy. Anybody need a little bit more grace and mercy? Amen. Amen. So I'm talking to the right crew tonight, right? That's good. Uh, I had a couple of things I just wanted to share. And, and I really hope that, uh, you know, when we talk about our true treasure, that we see the treasure of Jesus. Anybody all excited about Christmas? Anybody going to open anything? Anybody open anything yet today? Yeah, me too. I had to open up this button to get my neck in here after eating at grandmama's house. I got here and Denise said, where's the blue shirt? I said, it don't fit. I had to get my fitted shirt. And I got Jesse. I said, just look. I said, look, man, can you help me button this button? He goes, dudes don't button other guys' buttons. I said, I need some help. And your mom ain't strong enough to do it, so do it. So he takes and pushes my Adam's apple back to about right here. I said, I said just, uh, I'll get the yellow shirt. The big boy shirt. And so, you know, the reason I share those things because, you know, people think if you're a preacher that you just don't have no trouble. That everything's just perfect in your life. Somebody say, pray for your pastor. There's always something to pray about. I always say, man, you want somebody to pray for, I take the front row. That's it. But we all need it, don't we? And there's always something going on. And tonight, you guys just, uh, I hope you sit back and just really hear the story today. I want to go ahead and click at our open, uh, opening scripture here and read that. Hope you guys can see it. If you got your Bibles, we're in Luke chapter 2, verse 12. And it says right here. Amen. And it says, and this will be a sign for you. For you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. And lying in a manger. 
Now, y'all have got that part, right? You've heard that many times, right? I mean, you get that watching TV, everything else, and going to church back and forth. But what I, I want to take just a minute to get today and, and to tell you that Satan is a liar, isn't he? I hope you know that, right? He will try to deceive you anytime. He'll tell you, oh, yeah, 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 it's just this, it's just that. But see, I know from praying a lot that when I pray, I pray something like this. Lord, you know I need a billboard because I'll miss it. And I think, and I really do pray like that. My family go, why do you say that? Because you know what? Sometimes things can get busy, right? Things can get overdone. I got a buddy, we pray at work. He goes, Lord, just protect me from myself. <laughs> That's probably a good prayer sometimes. Don't we need that? We can just be our own worst enemy. But I'm going to tell you what, God will take you right where you are, amen? But he loves you too much to leave you there. He won't just leave you there. And so as we look at this, there's a couple of things that I want to want to go through here. And, and this is something I know that, that we deal with all the time. Forgiveness. Anybody deal with a little forgiveness issues from time to time? See, it's even if, if somebody's not forgiving you, you're not forgiving them. And then the guy in the mirror, the lady in the mirror, sometimes we have a problem forgiving them, don't we? God's got a whole bunch of forgiveness. And he wants us to pass it on. But what happens is, so many times we think, well, you know, God could never forgive me. And I just want to say to the crew, starting out right now, it, you're not here by mistake. He's like, oh, I was just visiting. I was just in town. And we've already, no, God knew you were going to be here for a time such as this. So this message is for you because you know what? We've already prayed about it. And we pray all the time that God's just going to bring folks into here the world. And so when we're sitting, sitting here talking about, you know, that God's going to give us a sign, he, he goes and puts his word out there. God doesn't want you to miss anything. Amen. How, how many people ever thought your mom and dad were trying to keep something good from you? You know, you thought that, right? Oh, y'all don't want me to have no fun. <laughs> Golly, why do I got to wear a helmet on that motorcycle? Because you're going to break your neck. Oh, yeah. Well, how come I can't have a handgun? Jeff's got one. You know? <laughs> you know? Whatever. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but he's only 13 too. You know, all these things. We think that our parents that love us are trying to keep something good from us sometime, right? Oh, yeah. All the young guys, well, he knows he's talking to me. Did mom call ahead? No, I'm just saying, I was the same boat, man. Don't think that. But now let's take it to the next step. We think a lot of times, in our own little little peanut mind for mine, that we think God is trying to keep something good from us. Come on now, I'm going to go ahead and pray for y'all. We do. Well, I can't believe God don't want me to hit the lottery. He probably saving you a whole lot of headaches is what he's probably doing. You know? I can't believe God didn't give me that, that job over there with the wind of you and all these things. How many know that he's working all things together for the good? How many know, are you glad that sometimes God did not answer your prayer just the way that you prayed it? How many of y'all, let's say that again, are glad that God didn't just answer your prayer the way you prayed it? Because if that was the case, Denise wouldn't end up with some good looking guy like me. That's, that's a good one to laugh at. Because yeah. oh, I thought, oh yeah, man, this, this is the one. Next. No, this is, this is the one. Next. But he had something better. Amen. See, sometimes God's waiting for us to get to the position so that he can bless us like he really wants to. I know in ministry, I thought, man, I, I thought, you know, doing this and doing that. And I, I thought I had it all figured out. Guess what I figured out? I don't have it figured out. Amen. And I, I don't want to get ahead of God. How about y'all? Because you can get ahead of God real fast, can't you? And then we want God to come on, can you send a tow truck? I'm over here in a ditch. But the good news is that God won't leave you high and dry, amen? But the better news is you don't have to go it alone. And I think I'm speaking to somebody today. I know I'm preaching to me first. 
But when we look through things like this, I, I pray that, you know what, that we really focus on our true treasure. Man, I know coming along, I knew about God, but I didn't know God. How about you guys? I, knew, I never doubt that, doubted that there was God. What I doubted was that he would receive me, that he would forgive me. Because I don't know about you guys and everybody on the left side over here just to hold your peace. Didn't always do things right. <laughs> Guess what? Still don't always do things right. But it's not about what we're doing. It's about what he's already done. Amen. It's about opening that gift by faith. It's about trusting the finished work of the cross. I hope you guys hear that tonight. So I want to go ahead and jump through here. I've got a couple other things that I had written down because usually I look at my notes and go, wow, why did I write that down? Because the Lord showed me something different. I really believe a lot of times this time of year it gets tough on people. Amen? You know, you see on your Facebook people have suicide prevention things and stuff like that. Because a lot of times at the end of the year, I don't know about you guys, I do a little bit of evaluating. How about you guys? What did I accomplish this year? What am I going to change next year? What am, what am, what's going on? I thought I would be here by now. I thought I was going to do this. All these things. And if I don't make the grade that I put on myself, then sometimes I can get a little overwhelmed. How about you? I'm going to tell you what. Don't worry about your grade. Your grade is the A with Jesus. Amen? He sees the best in your life even when on your worst day. When you blow it. When you, when you just are having a tough time. But God continues to show us the sign. So I want to jump in here. I've got a few things we're going to blow through this tonight. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. So we turn around and look here. And it says, I want to write this down. I want to read what I wrote down here. Is that I share this scripture a lot. John 10.10. 10. And it says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to bring life in abundance. Amen. And so don't, while you're, you're enjoying your family this holiday or, or friends, don't get wrapped around the wheel about how somebody else should respond. Amen. Lord, help us to respond like you would have us respond. Amen. We put unrealistic expectations on other folks sometimes, don't we? So when you give a gift and you don't get a gift back, you just say, praise the Lord, that's good. When, when you know, when, when somebody doesn't say thank you, you just say, that's all right. God bless you, right? It's hard because you know what? We think they should just respond like we want them to respond. Amen. It doesn't always work like that. But I'm going to tell you what, what we need to be doing is coming in tune to what God has for us. Amen. So let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. So I broke out the scripture a little bit. And one of the first things he says in here in Luke 2, uh, 12, he says, and there will be a sign for you. And I wrote this down. I said, God doesn't want you to miss this moment. What moment? This moment. Today. Right here. Right now. See, a lot of times we get all wrapped around the wheel and we think that God's way far off. Right? He's at a distance. But when we have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. You know that nudge when he says, no, you shouldn't do that? That's the Lord. Or maybe that nudge when he said, you should do that. That's the Lord. Right? But I can promise you this. It will always align with his word. So not only does, does God want to get something good to us, he wants us to start right now. He wants us to experience God's best. And, and so I don't want us to miss the meaning of the celebration of the birth of Christ. That's, yeah, sure, that's what we're talking about. But he doesn't want you to miss the moment of experiencing his love and his grace and his forgiveness. Amen? And I tell you what, tonight, I, I know that as, as time goes by, you can never preach on that enough. But what we come to today is we celebrate the birth of Christ. But not only that, that Jesus opens the doorway for us to have eternal life. In heaven, amen. 
And that doesn't just have to happen when we get there. We can start living that life in abundance today. Because how many know peace is, is, a, is an awesome thing to have? You can't buy peace. If you could, why all these movie stars and stuff jumping out of buildings and stuff, right? Peace comes from knowing who holds your future. Peace comes from knowing that God is good. Amen? Let's keep on rolling with that. So let's look back here at our scripture a little bit. Luke 2, 11. It says, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And I looked at this here and I said, what happens to your heart when you hear that? Does it bring hope to you? Does it bring excitement? Does it bring peace? Or does it bring freedom? Because our true treasure is wrapped in the swaddling cloth. But not only wrapped in that, he's wrapped in the promises of God. Anybody ever look through some of the promises of God? We're going to go through some of those today. I want to give you God's word on that. But what I want you to see is that there's signs all the time. There's signs all the time that God is working on your behalf. How many people woke up today? Amen. Everybody was here, right? I thought y'all would give that one. You ever sit on the side of your bed and you go, man, I got my eyesight. I can do this. I can move. I can do this. I got, you know, some, some, some. I don't know, your wife cooking breakfast in bed or something, or your husband bringing it to you. That happened anywhere? It ain't in my house either. But anyway, I was just wondering. I was, I was hopeful that uh, I'm going to pray for y'all. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't need y'all to get with my wife on that. Yeah. But uh, you can also tell I ain't missed any meals. So I can't complain. But when we get up in the morning, do we count our blessings? Do we get up in the morning, do we, we thank God for what's going on in our life? We had a privilege of spending some time with my in-laws before we got here. We had a lot of our family together. And while all the chaos was going on and I was thinking, man, I ate way too much and everything else. I just took a minute and I said, Lord, you know, I just want to thank you for my family. See, a lot of times my family says, he's sleeping. That's probably somebody looking for us. They're saying he was late on there. I heard my phone going off. But you know what? I never want to get too busy that I don't thank God. For what he's got going on. And I want to encourage you that this weekend. And as we go into the first of the year. You know we're leaving some stuff behind. Let's leave the old stuff behind. And keep on moving. But when you hear that yes the Savior. The Messiah. The Lord has been born today in Bethlehem. The city of David. Can you imagine what was going on when they heard that? Can you imagine? This is your hope. This is your glory. This is, this is what it's all about. This is why we do what we do. This is why we celebrate. But so many times we get so busy, we, we seem to just unwrap the, the gifts, but we never thank the giver. Now, I'm not talking about your friends and family. I'm talking about the giver of life, the Lord. And I pray as we take a little time tonight that we continue to go back and, and we look at our true treasure of Christ. Let's keep on rolling, man. So you can find all the signs and wonders in Jesus himself. And I want to I want to challenge everybody with this, you know. Everybody's got smartphones and tablets and everything else. Maybe this weekend, take a few minutes and just look up some of the names of God, you know, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, and make them real to you. Because you know what? As a child of God, those promises are for you. But if you're not a child of God, they're not for you. But I pray tonight you'll hear the message and grab a hold of what God's done and the greatest gift ever given. You know, I think about this a lot of times, you know, our day can get ate up with video games, emails, TV shows, Facebook, all those things. None of those things are bad. But if they start robbing us from our time with God, then we've got a few things out of whack, right? 
So I want to encourage you as you move into the new year, spend some time with God. Maybe take some time and say, you know what? I'm going to dedicate some time to prayer. I'm going to dedicate some time to spending with God. And, and you're going to start finding out when we start seeing these things unfold. You know, a lot of times in the services at the end of the, in the day, I would say, I want to take a few minutes to, to just find out what's going on in the, in the life of our church family. When we first started doing that years ago, we'd have maybe one or two people talk. Well, God's doing this, God's doing that. But what happened is as people shared their testimony and people said, wait a minute. If God's doing that in her life, surely God will do that in my life. If God's doing that in his life, why wouldn't he do that in my life? And people start speaking what God was doing. You know what happened? Our faith starts to be built. God is lifted on high. We're giving glory to God and you start seeing things over and over how God is working in the lives of his people. You know, I know for me this has been an amazing time. To, to have the, the privilege of pastoring the church. And I look back and I never take that for granted. And I look back, man, and I see my friends up front and everybody here. And I see folks from my old neighborhood and stuff like that. And I thought, man, answer the prayer. Because, see, I want everybody in my neighborhood saved. I want everybody in the town saved. I want everybody I run into to know Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Well, what about the guy that did you wrong? Especially him. What about somebody that did this? Especially them. Because who am I to pick and choose? Who am I to pick and choose who comes to Jesus? Man, I'm not the pick and choosing guy. I'm the pointing guy. I want to point them to the greatest gift ever given. And his name is Jesus. You know, I can give you a lot of stuff. I can give you, you know, hey man, take the guitar. Man, that's a cool gift, buddy. That's all right. I can give you a dollar or two. I can give you this, but but if I take the time to really love on you and introduce you to Jesus, how could you how could you ever ever get a better gift than that? And it's not that I'm giving it; it's that He gave it, but He called us to share it. You say, "Well, man, I don't know. You're preaching, you're a talky guy, and all this stuff, so it's easy for you." You know what? I want to tell you to some folks here sitting here today. You might not believe that some of my friends know this. Here, you're looking at a guy that never ever liked going to school. <gasps> I get nervous. I get sick every day until I graduated. How about that? Can you believe that? But God continued to work in my life and little things that I was doing. I was like, man, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, uh, yeah, you're going to stand up and talk in front of people. I said, you have lost your mind. I saw one of my teachers the other day. I was at Chick-fil-A. Anybody like that? Chick-fil-A's good stuff. And I turned around and I looked at this lady. And I said, you're an English teacher at Kikatan. She goes, yes. <laughs> and I said, I want to tell you what. Every time we were, I said, you were in the annex. And she said, yes. I said, every day when we would go in there, you would give us five minutes to write in a log. And that's when I started writing songs. And I'd have these things that would rhyme and everything. And she was always encouraging. And I said, I just want to tell you. How much that, that you really spoke into my life. I said, I pastor a church now. I said, we got four CDs. And I said, God's been good. And I said, you know what? God used you in a mighty way in my life. And she said, thank God. Most of the people I taught her in jail. <laughs> she did. <laughs> as, she grabbed, as she moved her pocketbook to this side. You know? Where we went to school was not always, you know. Yes. You, you learned a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that was not written down in the book. But you know what? If that lady felt like that all the time, 
Wasn't it nice that God just put me in her, in her path or someone else in her path? It's not about buddy. It's about God using that woman in my life. And I, I wanted to share that with her. I wanted to tell that with her because cause she, cause was, I'm getting feedback from her. Most of the people in her life or a few, several of the people, she's like, they just, they just turned out wrong, bad, whatever you want to say. She made some bad decisions. Anybody make some bad decisions? Yeah. Aren't you glad? Yeah, I'm going to pray for him. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, isn't that amazing that God will still take us back? He'll still take us back when we miss it. And over and over and over, he continues to tell us that you're a masterpiece. The book of Ephesians talks about how we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God has a plan for your life. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I said, God's not hiding anything from you. I kind of started out with that earlier today. You know, we say, man, mom and dad don't want me to have any fun. That's not the case. Mom and dad love you and mom and dad want you safe. And mom and dad want the best for you. Amen. Sometimes it's a little bit of tough love, isn't it? Aren't you glad sometimes that mom and dad did care? I told the story with my dad. He, 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 when he told me to be home at a certain time and I got past that time. And I would hear this shrill whistle. We'd be playing. I'd be with Earl. We were doing something like that. All of a sudden, yeah, man, let's do this. And I heard that. I'd be like, I got to go. He's like, what are you talking about? I got to go, man. I got to go. You know? Because I knew that was what was best for me. (laughs) But see, a lot of times, what would happen if we responded when God called us to do that? Don't do that. Maybe later on tonight where you're sitting here and you say, man, I just got this knot in my gut and I, I feel like I need to do something. And what he's talking about giving my life to the Lord. Maybe that's the thing that God's blowing that whistle and say, hey, come on home. Hey, saying, you know what? I know about your past. I know everything. I'm not hiding from you. Don't run from me. I got you right where you are. I want to forgive you. I want to build your life back to what it's supposed to be. Man, I remember love. We used to love playing hide and go seek. Anybody like hide and go seek? I was the hide-and-go-seek guy. Even when I got older, man, we used to go to one of my buddy's house. And his mom, at that time, I thought I was crazy. I thought she was old. She was 50. I'm 51 now. That's very young. Very young. Every time you have a birthday, you had like five years of what was old. You know? And his mom would like to play. And if we caught his mom, she used to say this. I've said this many times. She goes, I want to do overs. I said, what is overs? She said, I want to do it again. Overs. God gives us Overs in life. Fresh starts. But see, the enemy of lying said, you're too far gone. God couldn't help you. Well, if you were really saved, you would have never said that. You would have never done that, all these things. I'll tell you what, the gift of forgiveness is pretty amazing, isn't it? I am not sitting up here to tell you to live your life any old way, okay? I'm telling you, call on the name of Jesus and allow him to direct your path. And even then, you'll make a few bad mistakes, won't you? Yeah, but realize this, that his forgiveness wasn't a one-time shot. It's ongoing. And see, what happens is usually about this time of year, we have made all the promises and everything else, and you're even thinking about the big diet you're going to be on January. Who's going to be with me? Right? And about January, my birthday is January 12th. Grandmama brings that five-bear strawberry cake, and I said, it's always next year. You know? I can always buy a bigger, I get a looser necktie, I'll be all right. But you know, we, we put it off. We kick it, down. <laughs> we kick it down the road, right? I want to tell you, whatever God's leading your heart tonight, don't kick it down the road. Embrace it. Receive it. Amen? 
Because God wants you to open the gift that he has for you. Sometimes I think it's just uh, you fall short on the words trying to express how much God loves you. I mean, how can we ever put that into words? We were, we were doing some Christmas stuff a little early today. And Denise's grandmama, who's about 86, 87 years old, I think she brought over some of the greatest gifts. She brought picture albums from when Grandmama was a baby. Grandmama was looking at you. Go, Grandmama. I saw Grandmama with her little majorette thing on going, doing this and all this. <laughs> Jimmy had pork chops on the side looking like Elvis and everything. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. We were going down memory lane. You know? And we looked through all those things, and I, I think back, I said, well, where's my pictures? Where's my pictures? And I see my pictures, and I got the tightest shorts on, <laughs> the stupidest haircut, and, and Jessica goes, Dad, that, that's you. I go, that ain't you. Turn the page. You look, but you thought you were so cool, didn't you? I mean, I thought I was cool, man. That was something else. I remember before I met Denise's mom and dad, you know, because I was a rock and roll and all that. And she said, hey, I want you to meet my mom and dad. I said, fine. She said, can you get a haircut? I go, what, what's up with a haircut? Well, she was smooth. She said, she said, well, just sit down here for a minute. She combed my hair. She said, well, it's just that little piece right there. And I, said, I, mean, I was like, well, man, that feels good. Man, she had me down about bare metal, boy. I was like, well, what's going on here? After she saw what my head looked like without hair, <laughs> she bought me a hat. <laughs> you need something like that, boy. But you know what? A lot of times we, we wanna clean we wanna clean the fish before we catch it, don't we? We do. We do, man. We wanna clean the fish. I'm gonna tell you, God doesn't do that. He loves you right where you are. I want you to hear that today. You said, man, buddy, you got some crazy stories. We all got some crazy stories. But you know what? The best story is the story of Christ. And that's what we're sharing today. But see, our story should interweave with his story. How many glad that your story weaves in with Jesus? Amen. I can't, you know, I've talked about it many times. Me and Miss Karen talk about it all the time. And she said, honey, I don't know how somebody goes through life without knowing the Lord. You see? Because when I go to some of the hospital visits and I go through through some of the, the jail ministries and all this stuff, I'm thinking about how do people go through situations without the Lord? Because you know what? It can get lonely out there, can't it? It can get hard out there. And I'm going to tell you the truth. That doesn't mean that it's always perfect with the Lord, okay? He's perfect. But you know what? He's working things together in our life so that he can perfect things in our life. So no matter where you're at, God's there for you. And I just pray that today that we open the greatest gift ever given. Let's keep on moving here. Now, going through my scripture there, it says, what? It said, you will find, right? It went through there, started out. Let's read that back here. Move my, my scripture here. It says, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby. You will find. And that just rang out to me. What will you find? What will you find when you're looking for the Lord? you find everything you need. You'll find grace. You'll find forgiveness. You'll find mercy. You'll find all these things in Christ. And sometimes you're going to find them in crisis, amen? God doesn't go anywhere. I want to give you some great scriptures to write down. And you guys put them in your notes because you know what? We've got a new year and you're going to be glad that you had them, amen? Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. How often do we seek God with all our heart? 
if we're honest, do we just give them what's left over? You see, little bedtime prayers, right? Or that when you're running late for work, that the light is green. Or whatever the case, right? We do that. Because we get all wrapped around the wheel and give God what's left. What happens if we gave God what's best? What would happen? And God, that doesn't sound like a God that's trying to dodge his children, does it? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Let's keep on rolling through Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Could you follow a God like that? That's the God of the Bible. That's the God of the Bible. He's a loving God, but he's holy. And that's why he sent his son to wash our sin away. I said, you know, we, we look around and, and we, we, we get these different pictures. I know when I, before I went to church, I went to church once when I was five and once when I was 30. There was a long time between five and 30, my friends, especially even in the rock and roll bands and everything else. And this is one thing that I thought for sure. God was mad at me. Anybody ever feel like that? That's what I thought. I was wrong. I thought, man, how could God ever use me? How could, how could I be a blessing to somebody else? You know? I could get my hair cut. I could put on a tie and everything else. But God knows what's going on on the inside. Speaking to anybody today, right? God says, you know what? I can use you. I will use you. I will forgive you. I will make a masterpiece of you. We're never too far gone for God to reach down and touch his children. Amen? How many know sooner is better? Because you know what? We can save ourselves a whole lot of heartache just listening and following the Lord. Let's read that again. What does God's word say? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plan to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When we talk about hope, we don't talk about hope like the world. Well, I hope so, maybe so. When we say hope from the Bible perspective, that we have that connection with Christ, realizing that, you know what, that we have the opportunity to see God intercede on our behalf. Sometimes guys at work say, man, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? I said, man, we're going to pray about it. We're going to see what's going on. Let's think about it. Let's take a step back and ask God to intervene in this thing. See, most of the time we jump in the middle and then we try to drag God into it, right? What would happen when you leave here today if you say, you know what, I'm going to start my day with God. I'm going to spend my day with God. I'm going to end my day with God. But it doesn't mean just walk around praying and bump into somebody. I mean being of an attitude of prayer. Being grateful. Being thankful. Right? Now tomorrow, most of the folks that I know in here, they're going to wake up and they're going to be counting their blessings. Right? There's going to be a lot of people that wake up tomorrow. And it's going to be tough. And it's going to be tough again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Would you allow God to use you in their life to speak a little hope into their life? You know, just a little hope. Let's go back to my teacher. She could have wrote all on there my misspelled words and everything else, and said, "You know, you'll never create. You'll, you'll never be nothing." But she didn't. She would find the gold in what God was doing in my life, even at a early age, and fan the flames. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to encourage folks. I want. I want to say, "Hey, man, what's going on in your life?" You know. And you say, well, well, buddy, you know, that's nice. Guess what? 
I want to do that even when things are not great in my life. And that's hard. But you know what I do? I go back to these scriptures here and, and, and read them to myself. How about you guys? Look at this. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you. The problem is we don't seek him first. We seek him last. We seek him next week. Right? We seek what the world is doing so many times. And we want to say, well, man, I want to be a part of that. Right? we got to have the, 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 the car that they have, the job that they have, this that they have, and all these different things. If you don't believe me, go, go somewhere and find out the latest and greatest gift and watch people wrestle over their Best Buy, right? You know, I've seen some pictures of people pass around on Facebook. you got an older lady pulling on a TV and a young kid holding on a TV and everything else, wrestling all out there and everything else. I'm just thankful they didn't have my picture on there. I'm teasing. No, my wife went out and got one. She surprised me. But the greatest gift is never stuff. The greatest gift is always stuff that you can't buy. I've said this many times, many times. I wish that wasn't part of, of, of the, the pastoring job, being with people when they're getting ready to leave this place. When they're getting ready to leave here, they don't turn around and say, hey, man, can you bring me my 55-inch TV? Never heard nobody say that. Hey, man, can you bring me all my trophies? Like, I want to see them trophies. Man, I could do that. I could do this. Never heard that. You know what they want? They want encouragement from the Lord and they want their family. And you say, well, buddy, I'm saying you don't know my family. You know what? Everybody's family's got a couple of disjointed bones in it. Amen. If you if you ask my family, they'd be saying, yeah, and you're the number one disjoint. You know, probably so. But the thing is, what makes a family is not perfection. What makes a family is forgiveness, grace. Love and mercy. You can keep on going. You can keep the wheel turning. And so when you're in the family of God, that's what he does. He gives you grace. He gives you mercy. He gives you peace. But you know what? It's so much better when we seek him first. Let's keep on going here. But what else do we do? He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. We need to keep on asking. We need to keep on pursuing. Amen. Anybody ever date a, ask a girl for a date for the first time? She said no. What'd you do? He asked again, didn't he? I did. And again, and again, and again, and again. And right before the police came, no. <laughs> but we need to be pursuing those things, right? When we really know in our heart. I knew that Denise was going to be my wife. She just didn't know. It just took about a year of convincing, Right? Amen. <laughs> but you know, different things in your life that come along. Just because they don't come fast and just because they don't come easy don't mean that they're not worth everything. Amen. I tell you something that can come fast and something that can come easy and people mistake it as something cheap. And salvation comes very fast and easy for us. It did not come fast and easy for our Savior. He left heaven. He was born. See, we, we go by and we see these nice little warm little cuddly little, uh, you know, uh, setups out there with the wise men and all this. That wasn't a deal, man. He was in like a cutout cave. Smelly. Your God, our God, left heaven and came on the scene to rescue you through something like that. You ever say, well, nobody cares, nobody loves me, better look to the cross. 
God always cares. God always loves you. God is always willing to take you back. Always willing to take you back. But you know what? Don't let pride get in the way. Don't let just thinking about the story. Yeah, I heard the story. I know the story. I got it down. I'm going to keep doing it my way. Rob you from the very best thing that God has. Because you know what? You will find as you spend time with God, there's so much more. I ask this a lot of times. I'm going to ask, how many people have been walking with the Lord 10 years? Raise your hand. How many people have been walking with the Lord 15 years? Raise your hand. How about uh, 25 years? How about 30 years? Going for 50. (laughs) I will not cut off my cake supply. Let's say, let's go with 30. (laughs) Let's go with 30. Has anybody walked with the Lord 30 years and never found him to be unfaithful? Never. Never let you down. You never found, you never caught him in a lie, right? He's always faithful. 30 years. Probably even more than that. How about 2,000 years? Look at his word. You know? How many know God's got a great track record? We'll invest in everything else, but we, we start holding back the reins when we go to invest in God. I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about trusting what he says he's going to do. Look at his promises again. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I got that in my heart probably 15 years ago. And I would pray, and I would pray, and I would pray, and I would pray all the time. And I was like, man, I just want to hear from God. Now, I was hearing from God in a lot of different things. But when I really heard from God, I just, I was just amazed. And many things that the Lord was showing me and my wife at the time are unfolding now. God was talking about the ministry and different things like that, all those different things. And I just was like, man. You're so faithful, Lord. You're so faithful. Even when I'm not faithful, even when I blow it, God can still make a way to keep on moving. So if you're here today and you say, yeah, man, I used to walk with the Lord, but I walked away from the Lord. Guess what? Tonight's your night. God said, I'm right here. You don't have to run off. You don't have to hide. You don't have to get all cleaned up. Amen. He's handled all of that at the cross. You know, when we go in a relationship, there's always two parts of it. It's the communication thing, right? It's the talking and listening, right? How we do with that? How's everybody do with that? Not good. Not good? Amen. Got an honest man on the second row. Praise God. Always room for improvement, isn't it? It is. It's the same with God. It's the same with our relationship. It's the same with our family. It's the same with our work people. I'll translate something that I hear from my ministry partner all the time. Because me and Tim talk different than Tanya. She calls it Spanglish. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. Because to me, when I say, you know, what you call it? Let's to the thingamabob. Let's roll. And she's like, what? Y'all got it, right? All the guys going, well, kind of. But see, we just start spitting out stuff and getting half the story and everything else. I'm giving you the whole story. Jesus Christ came to this earth and lived a sinless life and died a criminal death and rose on the third day so that we can have eternal life. It doesn't get any straightforward than that. So what's your part? It's grabbing hold to what Jesus has given you. Opening the present. Opening the gift. 
Everybody doing good? We're going to bring it to a close here. i got a few things I want to share with you. Our true treasure is that we have the privilege of having friendship with God. That's amazing, isn't it? That you can talk to God anytime about anything. You know? Some people don't like talking to everybody about different things. There's things that my son don't want to talk to me about. I told him, I said, I told him, I said, dude, they got some really nice looking young ladies at Chick-fil-A. He goes, I don't want to talk about it. No, you say that as we go through the drive-thru. I'm just trying to hook you up. See, I think you got somebody on the inside, man. We could get extra nuggets. <laughs> but you know, so, so some uncomfortable things is what I'm getting at, you know? But here's the great thing about God. There's nothing that we can't talk to him about. Amen. We have fellowship with God, friendship. We have redemption. How many people remember those? I say this a lot. Those little green stamps used to save a long time ago. Anybody remember them? You remember them, Jeff? Oh, man. You, man, you go to Belo's and the lady would dial it up, man. Every $10, you get some more. And you got to, you probably cause some type of brain damage. Look at those things and putting them on. Everything else. And then you get all the way up there to the H&H. Uh, &H. Was it H&H? That's him. Get all up there. Got 75,000 books. And the thing you want is 9 million books. Pretty close, right? All the good gifts were up there. You know, it was just like SpongeBob. He goes in there. Bling, you know, everything's like, yeah. And you come out with like a rattler. A reflector. I got to share this with you. Same thing with Chuck E. Cheese, Right? My boys, we was out there, I about threw my arm out trying to win. So we got all these tickets. And we went up there. I said, what do you want, Jess? What do you want? He said, I don't know. I don't know. I'll take that right there. I said, he needs that right there. You got it. And my son, out of all the things he could get, he wanted the whoopee cushion. And this lady, she said, she said, you must be so proud. I said, that's my boy. All those things. Torn ligaments, sweating, 14 pizzas, everything else. Week after week, we got a whoopee cushion. I could have bought one for 99 cents and saved all that money. But man, that's what we wanted, you know? But we had, before we could get it, we had to redeem those tickets. We had to cash in the tickets, right? When you get somebody, you got to cash it in. Well, let me tell you something. God's cashed in his son. Poured out his blood to redeem us. Let's keep on rolling. Restoration. Amen. You ever go to a house and it's all tore up and it's upside down and everything and then they restore it to restoration? Make it new. That's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to make things new in your life. Some people say, well, I don't want to change. Really? Man. I had a guy call me one time not too long ago. He had lost his wife. He had lost his job. His family turned against him and everything else. And uh, he said, well, I just don't know about this Jesus thing. Will it work? I said, brother, but don't we all sunk? Right? And I talked to him a little bit more about the things of the Lord and all that. And I said, God's in the restoration business. God's in putting our life back together. But will it work? See, we want to find the new and improved. Oh, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. I'll tell you what works is this. Calling on the name of Jesus and Chuck. Taking our, our faith and put it in the finished work of the cross. Is that going to guarantee the man and his family back and all that? No, but I'll tell you what it will guarantee you this. Is when you take your last breath here, you'll take your first breath here. And I can tell you something else. God will start working in your life and rebuilding your family. God will start restoring things in your life. It might not be in the time frame that you like. 
It might not be in the way that you like, but God's in the, the, the healing business, amen? And guess what? Sometimes, well, why did this person die and this one didn't die? You know what? There's some answers we don't know this side of heaven, but I'm going to tell you what. We know that God's promises are true, amen? And God is in the redeeming business, and he will set us back into his family and restore us, amen? That's what a lot of times when I'm sharing different things about Christ, I've talked to folks and I say, you know what, do you have any children? They go, yeah. I said, do they ever disappoint you? They go, oh, yes. I said, do you still love them? They go, oh, yes. I said, that sounds like what God does. You know? God is not trying to keep anything good from you. And for all those things that we got to get cleaned up before we can come to God, let me read this scripture. One of my favorite ones, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It did not say when you got your hair cut, Christ died for you. It did not say when you dropped under your whatever weight was you want to get that God died for you. He, he takes you right where you are. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says all is sin and fall short of the glory of God. And look, else, look what else I got for you here. Jeremiah 33, 3 says this. Call me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. What an amazing blessing that God wants to share with us. He wants to grow us. He wants to teach us. He wants to show us. He wants to love us. Have you ever had somebody in your life and you're just trying to let them know that you cared and they push you away? Have you ever had somebody in your life and you say, hey man, that's not the best thing, but they're going to do it their way anyway? That's us sometimes. We get rebellious, don't we? But guess what? God keeps coming back. He keeps extending that grace, extending that mercy. So I pray this weekend, tonight, starting right here, that we receive our true treasure. Jesus. See, the reason I wanted to kind of talk all through that today, a lot of folks will come and they'll hear the story that Jesus was born and he was in a manger and, and all that stuff. And that is true. But they want to still keep Jesus in the manger. Jesus is not in the manger. Here's some even better news. Jesus is not still on the cross. Jesus is not still in the tomb. He's risen, amen? That's what I want you to hear. I want to tell you something else. The angel of the Lord did not roll the stone away so that Jesus could get out. He rolled it away so that we could see that Jesus was out. It should be helping somebody today. It's encouraging today. And he wants us to go and call upon his name. So as we go through this weekend, I hope that this is just a door opening to so much more that God has for you. Not just the story of his, his birth, but the story of his life that brings life. Amen. Time we got one for more. No, you're fine. But you know, and see, that's the other thing is we do real life, real church, real stuff. And there's going to be phone calls and there's going to be different things and there's going to be all types of stuff that come, you come across. But I'm going to tell you what, that's not slowing down God's word. God will turn around and keep you and hold you close. So today, I hope that you hear this and you hear it not only with, with your ears, but you hear it with your heart because the Lord is our true treasure. And I want to pray for us right now. Lord, I thank you for tonight, and I thank you for all you do. And I thank you, Lord, that as we go through stuff tonight, that we hear, not just with our ears, that we hear with our hearts, that we hear about the true treasure. 
Lord, that we could call to you, that you're in the redeeming business, and Lord, that you're in the restoration business. Lord, that you love us right where we are, and no matter what we got going on in our life, that you'd be willing to take us back. Father, that you see our best, even on our worst day. And I ask this question everywhere I go, to everybody I pretty much meet that I get a chance to. So I'm going to ask you guys tonight. If you were to die tonight, you know for sure that you go to heaven. Many folks say, well, yeah, uh, you know, I think so. I hope so. I want you to know so. You say, well, how do I know? How do I know? I'm going to tell you what God says from his word. He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means all of us are sinners and we need a Savior. There's only one Savior. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. What does that mean? What does all that mean? It means, you know what? That that cross right there, we deserved it. But he took it for us. A lot of times I try to explain it this way. I just feel like I need to take a little extra time tonight and explain it. So anybody's ever had a ticket and they go and it's a big ticket. Say, say you were on your way here tonight and you got this $25,000 ticket and you're getting ready to pay it. And you go up there and you go before the judge and you know you can't pay it. It's too much money. And the gavel's getting ready to come down as being guilty. But somebody you don't even know says, I love you so much and I'm going to pay you a fine. Would you go, no, I don't need that. That's okay. Or would you embrace it and say, thank you so much? Would you say, thank you for paying my fine? Well, I want to tell you something. Jesus paid your sin debt. He paid your fine. He paid your fine in full. You say, well, how do I claim that? How do I claim that? How do I, how do I grab a hold of that? By faith. The Bible says this in real close. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What does that mean, buddy? It means when we say, Lord, save me. I believe you're the son of God. Lord, I believe that you came and paid my sin debt in full. And tonight, right here, I'm going to say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin because I'm trusting what you did. Let me tell you, you can't get to heaven by working. You can't get to heaven from being too smart, too pretty, too anything. It's all about Jesus. Why would you not open that gift? Many times people don't open because they don't understand it. Lord, give me the words to help them and show them what this is all about. And Father, I just thank you that we can know that our true treasure is in Christ. So when I talk to people, I say, so what would keep you from receiving that gift? You know what most people say? Nothing. I said, well, what, I mean, right now, right here, what would keep you from asking the Lord to forgive you of your sin? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of, Son of God? If you do, say amen. amen. What's stopping you from asking the Lord to come into your life? What better Christmas gift could you ever have than to know when you take your last breath that you are secure in Christ? And you can grow in Christ and, 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 and be a part of his family. Because this is something people don't like hearing preaching about. They don't want nobody to tell them about hell. I don't tell you about hell to scare you. I tell you about hell because guess what? If we reject the only way to heaven, there's only th the only thing left is hell. And we don't want anybody to go there. And you don't have to. So as we're here tonight, just going to just take another minute. What would keep you from asking the Lord to come into your life? If you're sitting there and you say nothing, 
I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, say from your heart, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. You know everything. And tonight, Lord, I'm trusting in you, Lord. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world, Lord. I put my faith and trust in you. And Lord, guide me with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, you know what? If you prayed that tonight, don't leave here without saying, you know what? Pastor, but I prayed that with you tonight. Because you know what? We want to celebrate the greatest gift ever given. Amen. And speaking of celebrating, I'm going to ask Miss Tyler to read a little something for us. And we'll write our... An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Sing with me, please. Once you get your candle lit, would you please stay here? Yeah. Mm-hmm.